Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We trust in God's abundance because love and life win. I didn't realize how much our Lenten journey was influencing me when I was crafting this Easter Love and Life Win sermon series, but I recognized it as I looked at our theme for this week and the way that I described it. You remember throughout that journey we were focused on that central prayer to the evening prayer service that uh, we all know and love, the prayer that says, Oh God, you've called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It doesn't sound too different from the 23rd Psalm either when you start to think about that and those parallels. And about this week we said Jesus goes all the way to death for our sake and the sake of the world. This assures us that we will never be abandoned, which frees us to live in a trust of the abundance of God rather than a worldly, self-preserving mindset of scarcity. Can you hear parallels there? We go down these paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown, and this can be terribly frightening. In fact, often it can be immobilizing. But we pray to God to give us the courage and we receive that courage because of what we trust through the death and resurrection of Jesus. God has passed through death so that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Love and life win. God's love is always there for us. And trusting in that love frees us to trust in an abundance of God's love and grace constantly being unleashed into the world around us. And the world tries to tell us that there are perils around every corner, but God's abundance says that there's also goodness, mercy, and hope around the corner. The world will try to tell us to hoard as much as we can for ourselves because you never know what tragedy may come tomorrow But God says to us, I give you your daily bread, just as I will give you tomorrow and the next day and every day following. The world tells us things like, go get another gun because you can't have too many weapons to protect yourselves. God tells us that we can live in his love and peace, and that begins with the love and peace we extend to our neighbors. The world will tell us things like we should... Just forget about Haiti. It's a failed, lawless state. God tells us that there are beautiful people in Haiti that want to work hard and make their country a better place. They just need help getting there. Pick your topic. And you can see the difference between approaching them from a mindset of scarcity versus a mindset of abundance. Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. 
This past Wednesday, our Lutheran clergy here in Cincinnati gathered for a day of reflection and fellowship. And I'll be honest, I wasn't going to go. I've been in go mode lately, hyper-focused on our call process, preparing for sabbatical, and passing a school levy. So I wasn't going to take time to do something like that, telling myself I didn't have time for frivolous things like that. But our candidate for associate pastor is already doing good work for us, and when she was here to meet with the council on Monday night, she laid on the guilt about going, and so I did. On Tuesday, I called, and I registered, and they graciously added my name at the last second. Saw my dad was going, so on Wednesday morning, I went over, picked him up, and we headed down to the Jesuit Retreat Center in Milford. We did the usual thing, starting with coffee and donuts like you do, and then we settled into a time of reflection led by a spiritual director from our synod. She did a nice job of guiding us through prayer, and she had each one of us take an empty coffee mug from the table at the center. Originally, I thought the mugs were there just for coffee, and I had filled mine up with coffee, and I realized, no, they're actually a prop, but oh well. So my reflection began, and it was kind of interesting. It had something to do with the fact that there was already fluid in my cup. She was talking about being an empty vessel and what does God need to pour into you. And I found myself, as I was looking at that cup with some coffee in it, that I thought, you know what? It's actually a good metaphor for me because what I feel like right now is my cup is already filled to the brim with stresses and worries and a perceived need for control. And so I need to begin the work of emptying my cup so that God can begin to fill it once again with good gifts like peace and joy and hope, those things that only God can provide. And then we had some time to go off in quiet reflection, and I've never been good at just sitting there in silence, so I got up to walk the grounds of the retreat center on what was a gorgeous spring morning. And I made my way down to the little Miami, and the water was lower that day, so you could walk along the stones at the edge of the river. And as I walked more, I thought about that overfilled cup, and I thought about these last months. And I felt a deep sense of gratitude for the mindset of abundance that even while I was personally feeling this stress, we were trying to maintain this sense of abundance as a congregation moving towards the future. We had a beloved long-term pastor who was leaving, and I was heading on sabbatical in a few short months, and then I met with the synod representative who told me, well, they didn't really have any candidate names to share with us, and they didn't have a long-term interim to place here over the summer, a scarcity mindset set up for sure. But we just didn't go there. We know that we're a healthy, vibrant community where pastors will want to serve. And I know a lot of great pastors around the country with which to network. And we had time, barely, to get this all done before my sabbatical if we set a schedule and kept to it. So we assembled a call committee with some of our best leaders, and we asked Steve Rydell to chair the committee because he's done this work before and has incredible process gifts that could make it possible. 
And so off we went. And I used my network to gather three excellent candidates. We interviewed them all. We met with two of them a second time. And then I got a little worried again. Immediately after the second of these interviews, the path wasn't clear. We sat there that night and said, boy, both of these candidates are great. How are we going to decide? And so we broke apart and went away for a week, and Steve sent out some good process questions, and everyone did their homework. And we gathered together back in room 204, but I was still worried. I had no idea where it was going to go that night. Would we be there all night debating? Would we have to walk away and come back again? We began with prayer. We asked for the Spirit's guidance, and wouldn't you know it, the Spirit was there. We went around the table, and while everyone acknowledged that it was a difficult choice, they went through their list of criterion, and the choice became clear in one time around the table with a candidate emerging as our choice. I never even had to speak that night. We had our candidate. We trust in God's abundance because love and life win. So there I was on the banks of the Little Miami, reflecting on this abundance, and I took this picture of the river that day. And I thought about the river itself. The Little Miami is the heart of the Loveland community as well. It's a touchstone for all of us who live here. And I gave thanks to God as I was standing there for the gift of this river and its life-giving, ever-regenerating presence with our collective lives and with my family over these last 17 years. And then I reflected on this particular spot on the river and the bend around which I couldn't see the ending, but fully confident in the beauty and the wonder that lie ahead. And so I thank God for the goodness of this moment in my life. Two children graduating from college, one this weekend, one in two weeks, one in four years, one in six. A grandchild and a pandemic later, paths as yet untrodden, perils unknown for sure. But to get to this place of blessing. And what is around the bend next for them, I don't know, but I know that God will go with them through whatever it is that is to come, and this gives me hope, and this gives me peace. And I thought about this summer and the journeys we planned for my sabbatical, thanks to the generous clergy renewal grant, and I'll share more about that in a connection point very soon. I know where in the world we are going on these trips, but what God is going to reveal in that time I don't know, but I go with the anticipation because God is good. And abundance is God's aim for us. And then, of course, I thought about the next months here at Prince of Peace. If everything goes well next weekend, the new pastor will start here at the beginning of July. So by the time I'm back, they will have said goodbye to one congregation after a long tenure there and be saying hello to all of you and all of that will happen before I'm even back here. And as I reflected upon this, I turned and saw our candidate upstream looking across the river, undoubtedly having some of those same thoughts as me. 
So it was there on the banks of the little Miami that I realized once again the need to ease up on the reins and spend some more time in gratitude and peace and trust in God's abundance. So I can empty that cup of stress and worry that I'm clinging so tightly to right now because I'm not really in control anyway. It's time to empty that cup and trust in God's abundance so that God can fill it with good things. And I pray that you join me on this journey this summer. Pastor Mary from Takoon Farm has agreed to come and to be with Prince of Peace a number of times over the summer to reflect on Sabbath rest and that need to still our souls, to empty ourselves so that God can begin that process of filling us once again. Take advantage of those opportunities over this summer. Take time to slow down, to empty your cups of your own stresses and worries. And then watch with wonder at the beautiful things that God will use to fill them once again. Amen.